Hello, welcome to the Wire Podcast, a podcast that provides the best content about all things sports. I'm Ryan McCrary, and on today's episode, I'm going to have my friend Thomas Smith on the podcast. We're going to talk, it's going to be heavily football. Uh, we're going to be talking about some big firings that happened in the NFL this week. There were a lot of head coaches. Um, there was a GM. Uh, a lot of people got fired in the NFL. We're going to talk about that. We'll also talk about uh, the NFL regular season awards. We'll make our personal picks. We'll also talk about guys who are likely to win all the awards. And those awards include, you know, the Rookie of the Year awards, MVP, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, stuff like that. And then finally, we'll talk about this year's NFL playoffs. We'll talk about the first round, those matchups we have coming up. And we'll also make our own picks for the Super Bowl, who we think is going to win it all. And that's what we have on tap for today's episode. I know we're excited. Hope y'all are as well. Let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, I got my friend Thomas with me. We're going to start off today's podcast. First, Thomas, how you doing? Doing great, man. Finally recovered from the holiday rush. Uh, so finally back in the groove of things after Christmas and New Year's. And sad to see college football go, but now I can really fully focus on the NFL. Yeah, the college football season was a lot of fun. Yeah. Unfortunately, the national championship was not. Yeah. It was very one-sided. The first half, I felt like, okay, this could be a game, but I still felt like Michigan was fully in control. Yeah, Michigan played really well. I thought they were going to win, but I thought it would be close. They played yeah. a lot better than I thought, and yeah. Washington played a lot worse, and unfortunately, yeah. Michael Penix did as well. He did not look good in that yeah. game. In Jim Harbaugh's final game at Michigan, yeah, if yeah. I had to guess. Yeah, he's probably going to be the Chargers' uh, next coach, if I had to bet. Honestly, I'd probably bet Raiders. Ooh, yeah, interesting. That'd yeah, be my, I've my, heard that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I thought it was really funny seeing how people way overreacted to Penix's performance against Texas. Before then, it was like, oh, this guy's probably a second-round pick. Yeah. Maybe he goes in the back half of the, of the first round. And yeah, then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, this dude's a top-five pick. He might be the best quarterback in the draft. It was unreal. And then after Michigan, everyone's like, yeah, he's like a second-round yeah. pick. <laughs> it was just really funny. <laughs> yeah. Really funny to see. So I wanted to start off talking about a lot of people that got fired in the NFL this week, mainly head coaches. Um, there was one GM that got fired as well, so wanted to talk about that a little bit. We won't go too in-depth into all of this. Just want to touch on this real quick because it is important um first off it's a great Man, day dude i it know was, you're it excited was, it, was, it was a great day on sunday morning at like midnight <laughs> arthur smith finally got fired the domestic terrorism is over in atlanta <laughs> finally got rid of him i'm a falcons fan um, and man, it was a glorious day. You hate to see people lose their jobs. <laughs> well, but, not, not this time. <laughs> but in my defense, his dad like founded FedEx. So yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be okay. He's okay. He's going to be okay. And he was a horrific head coach. So yeah, glad he's gone. The Arthur it Smith, was uh, experiment is over. And also the Desmond Ritter ex- uh, experiment is also likely over. He, Thank he may God. stay, he may stay on the roster, but yeah. he will not be the starter no. ne- next year. He's about to be the full-time, uh, holder on kicks. Yeah. Well, he's about to be a full-time, uh, Uber Eats driver. <laughs> I love that commercial where he's the Uber Eats driver. I've seen so many clips yeah. of that the last couple of weeks. Yeah. No, Ar- Arthur Blank's going to need to get him a job at Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. It's going to, 
He's about to be unemployed. Yeah. It's, it's rough. It's tough. But yeah, now, now, it was good to see that. Um, at one point, his job was safe. It, it felt like because we were winning the division. Yeah. And we had it like in the bag. Yeah. Like, we should not have lost the division. Um, and reports were that his job was likely safe unless the team collapsed. And what do you know? The team collapsed. We lost the division. Gotta and love it. We were still alive in the last week of the season. Lost to the Saints by 24 points. Actually, because of the last-minute touchdown, we actually lost by, I think, 31. Dang. And then that that I think we were already officially eliminated with the Bucks losing to the— or with the Bucks yeah. beating the Panthers. And then that just solidified it. So uh, we, we did not win the division. He got fired as yeah. a Falcons fan. I'm glad. Yeah, I was about to say, you got to love it, though, because now instead of having a pick in, like, the you know late teens, if you had gotten into playoffs and lost in the wild card, now you have the eighth pick, so— I was literally hate watching us like the la- like the second half of the season. Yeah, you were I, just I like, please playing, lose, please yeah, lose. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of Falcons fans like before this week were like, if you're rooting for the Saints, you're not a real fan. I'm like, brother, I ain't a real fan then, because <laughs> I am rooting for the Saints. And thankfully, the Saints beat us, and now we have a high pick. I want what's best for the yeah. for the team long term. Like, what what were we, what were we gonna do in the yeah. playoffs? Like, we were gonna get beat by like 50 whether we played the Cowboys exactly, or yeah. the Eagles like it didn't matter yeah. our team was not very good dude I know this isn't on our agenda for the, for the day but we haven't talked about this yet what did you think about the Saints scoring from uh, uh, from like the victory formation oh, I loved it I thought it was funny yeah I thought it was funny like I do agree that it's probably not a great look for the Saints oh it's a terrible look not even but... just because it's like you're scoring you know, when you're already up that big, that I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Yeah. I don't care oh, yeah. about, I don't care about like taking mercy on an opponent. I care about the fact that like Dennis Allen literally said he told the players not to do it and they did it anyways. It's like, okay, cool. You have no control over yeah, your that team. That was such a weird thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> honestly, he should have been like, yeah, we did that. Mm-hmm. Like, he should have owned it and backed his players. Honestly. Yeah, he should have. It's a much worse <laughs> look where he was like, yeah, that wasn't me. I didn't like, it just makes it look like he's like cowering out of that. Mm-hmm. And also like, I don't love it anyways because, like, I mean, when you're in the victory formation, like, both teams are essentially, like, admitting defeat, right? Yeah. Like, or, or, or you know what I'm saying. Like, the defense is not going to be playing, like, to stop you because I yeah. think you're about to just take a knee. So, like, I feel like that's how, like, guys are about to get hurt that way. And, like, I don't know. It, it does feel a little cheap the way that they went about scoring, but I'm not mad about them scoring. Like, if they had just lined up and ran a play, yeah. I would have been like, okay, cool, this it, is cool. Yeah, it definitely was cheap, but kind of great strategy. I mean, the fact that you're able to run a play out, out of victory formation... Yeah, it was of, impressive. Kind of smart. I mean, honestly, if they wanted to, like, get that out of the game, they should just make it a penalty to yeah. run an actual play out of forma- out of victory formation. And maybe they honestly should. I mean, like, but I didn't care. Like, I, it, yeah. it literally did not... I, it didn't matter to me. Like, I get why some people were upset, but yeah. honestly, we were down. We, we were losing by 24. I mean, if we're being matter. honest, Arthur Smith was just that mad because he knew he was about to get fired. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understood why he was mad. He had a right to be, but it was kind of like, all right, dude, like, you're... <laughs> yeah, this <is> a, <laughs> dude. And they didn't waste any time firing him because they fired him at midnight and the game was in New Orleans. Yeah. So they had to fire him shortly like as after soon as they landed. landed. Yeah. Like, I was like, that, your bags, I that was hilarious. I was How like, oh funny God. is that, that he got off the plane and Arthur Blank Mac <laughs> met him and said, hey, go pack your office. Yeah, like, yeah hey, hey, buddy. And <laughs> you're done. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Another big firing that happened on Monday 
was uh, the Commanders firing their head coach Ron Rivera, which was I I believe there were there were reports about yeah, that. Like, that, that one wasn't, wasn't like too surprising. surprising. Yeah, did you have any thoughts about that? Not really. I, I think it's a good move. You need to get somebody a little younger in there. Ron Rivera is not going to help you in the long run. I don't feel like. I mean, yeah, I. I think it's a good move for the commanders. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Thought it was a good move. He need, he needed to go. It was, it was time to move on. Well, it's time to just get a fresh start because they're going to be, are they picking three or two? They're picking two. Yeah, so they're going to have either Drake May or Caleb Williams. Yeah. And so they're going to, I mean, it, it'd just be nice to have like a full fresh start, not like kind of an older school coach like Ron Rivera who's kind of going to force a young quarterback into his system. Like you want to get a new coach who's going to help your quarterback like, oh, let's implement some of the things this guy does well into our system instead of like, oh, well, this is tried and true. You got to just develop in our system. Yeah, I think so. um, it'll be really interesting to see who they pair with their young rookie quarterback. Yeah. I'm assuming it's, it's going to be Drake May. Would you be surprised if they hired enemy Kind of, yeah, honestly. So my dad said this on this weekend. It was I honestly thought it was true. He was like... Uh, he was like, yeah, now Eric Bieniemy has to, you know, he's going to get all the calls to be every team's token black head coach interview. Because that's honestly kind of been what he's been. Yeah. Like, people aren't, like, actually taking him seriously as a, as a head coach candidate. I'm not sure why. I don't really understand why because, he, you know, he was a uh, OC and KC under Andy Reid. And it does feel like with the Rooney rule, which, you know, incentivizes teams to you know teams have to like they actually have to interview minority head coaches right it just feels like for the last few years the enemy's been like the token you know minority that yeah. every team just has to interview yeah. hopefully he does get some serious consideration yeah, i hope so too he's been um, a, he's been a great coordinator yeah yeah so i think they'll interview him is he going to be seriously considered for the job I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would like to see him be. Uh, that would be interesting. I'd also like to see them look at Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. I would love to see Ben Johnson with one of like the either Caleb Williams or Drake May. Like, and they have awesome. a good supporting cast. I know the offensive yeah. line isn't great, but they have you know Brian Robinson at running back. They have Terry McLaurin, yeah. uh, Jahan Dodson, who honestly wasn't great this yeah. year, but he's even talented. Curtis Samuel had has a good a solid, year. Like, yeah, Swiss Curtis Army Samuel. knife. Yeah, so I think that is a a, a very solid situation yeah. for a young quarterback to go into. And I agree. Um, if so, Sam Howell can have success in that system, I'd love to see Drake May. Honestly, or, I mean, I'm not even sure he had success. I mean, I guess. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But like, a little he, bit. Okay, so he put up numbers. I'll say that there we go. he yeah. put up numbers. Maybe success was the wrong word yeah. for a four win team. Yeah, but. Yeah. And I think he led the league in interceptions and sacks. Yeah. It is going to be kind of funny when they pick Drake May and, like, Drake May comes and takes over Sam Howell's job. Hey, North you Carolina know, QBs. North Carolina guys. Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. Another big firing, uh, which I was kind of surprised about. I was, too. Mike Vrabel getting fired out of, uh, from the Titans. Yeah. So I had heard rumors about it before it happened that, mm. like, Mike Vrabel might be on the hot seat. I saw reports about it too, but I was like really surprised about it. I think there must have been some like animosity between him and the and the uh, like ownership. Yeah, because the GM, I mean, the GM's always gonna say like me and me and Mike Vrabel had a great relationship, but from what I like read, it seemed like it was more of like the ownership's decision, mm-hmm. not Rand Carthen's decision. Yeah, that was interesting. Like I and that's something that um, 
like with ownership having a lot of power, it seems like ownership does have a lot of power in Tennessee, yeah. and it does in Atlanta. Like uh, the Falcons had a press conference the other day, uh, a press conference about Arthur Smith being fired, um, and our owner Arthur Blank and our CEO Rich McKay were there, but our GM Terry Fontenot was not. Wow, which yeah. is crazy, weird, not normal. Yeah. Um, and when I believe. It was either when Mike Smith or Dan Quinn were fired, our previous GM, Thomas Dimitrov, was there. Yeah. Terry Fontenot was not. Doesn't make sense. And Terry Fontenot is also not leading our head coach search um, ownership and our CEO are, which is not normal. And when you see things like that... Also probably not good. Yeah, it, it, it is a bad look, and it's like, all right, this is not normal. You got people who aren't involved in, in football. Do you think that indicates be. at all that Fontenot's like, job is not... I don't know. Secure? I, I, a, a little bit. I yeah. think, you know, they're very interested in Bill Belichick. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Belichick is, I think right now, he is both the head coach and, and the GM, GM the Patriots, in New yeah. England. And I think that if the, if the Falcons go after him, they may allow him to be both the head coach and the GM, which would suck. I mean, that's like, you can't be the coach and the GM. Like, yeah, we've seen it happen poorly like three times. We've I mean, seen it happened poorly in New England. Like Belichick yeah, is Belichick's not a been good bad GM at being a GM. Um, Bill O'Brien, bad GM. Even I think John Gruden ended up. Was John so. Gruden GM and so head coach? He in? wasn't officially the GM, but he did have a lot of power. Okay. Like he had a lot of power with like the decision making of the roster and personnel. Mm. But he didn't like officially have the title of GM. Yeah. How did Bill O'Brien ever get that? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> that was crazy. Unreal. Um another major head coach firing that happened today. Or not even really is it are we calling it a firing? Well, so He's fired from being the head coach. May still be part of the organization, but it's Pete Carroll in, with the Seahawks. Yeah. He's no longer the head coach, and I did not expect this. Uh-uh. Me neither. I came out of the blue. Um, it kind of makes sense because they, they've been stuck in, like, they're like, they've been middle of the pack for the last couple of years, so yeah. I kind of get wanting to make a change here. I think that makes sense. Um... But, man, I was not expecting this. I thought it was really interesting that he's going to, like, stay on staff, though. Like, he's going to move to the front office. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Like, I he's going to stay in the front office and, as an advisor. This is, like, so a few – this is, like, a little bit unrelated. It's related, but a different sport. So, um, like, a year or two ago, Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens was a good head coach. Yeah. He ended up stepping down, becoming the GM. He's done a great job, um, but it was such it was like a a very surprising move. Yeah, I think in that situation it was like a mutual decision. I don't know if if Pete Carroll did this like like if he wanted to step right. away from or, coaching or if man or if like ownership was like, hey buddy, you're you're done. Like he you was like, stay. you can either stay and be an advisor, or we're just gonna fire you flat out. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. But very interesting situation here. Um, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see who they hire to replace him because he he's a good coach. Yeah, he has been a good coach. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see all these to see these teams like the Titans and the Seahawks fire coaches that we know are good yeah. and have been good and have a track record because now you've got to replace them with someone who doesn't really have much coaching experience because a lot of the a lot of the candidates that are out there don't have head coaching experience. Yeah. Like Ben Johnson, Mike McDaniel, those guys who are very popular names. Or Mike McDonald? Yes. Yeah, yeah Mike McDonald. Sorry, I got him 
I got his last there's name. Too many, there's too many. There's too many Mike. Yeah, Mick, Mike's like, and McDaniel's and, Mc, and, yeah, and McDonald's. Mike McDaniel and Mike McDonald. That's that's too much. Yeah, but Ben Johnson and Mike Mc, um, Mike McDonald. I almost screwed it up again. <laughs> they're both really good at their jobs right. and they're great coordinators, but they've never been coaches before. And yeah. so you're taking a risk there. It'll be interesting to see how it works um, if they're able to get a guy like yeah. that. Antonio but. Pierce has also been kind of a hot name this this year. I think. I don't know that he it's a job though if he doesn't go back with the Raiders. I'd kind of I'd be interested to see what happens with him. I think I think they're going to hire him. I, if they if they don't hire Jim Harbaugh. That's my thought. I think that they are probably between Antonio Pierce and Jim Harbaugh and if they can't get Harbaugh, they'll go with Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I li- I like Pierce. He did, he did a good job this yeah. this year. Um and so it seems like the players like him. I think I think he'd be yeah. a good hire. Um we got a few other moves that were made. Uh, Panthers fired their GM. Yeah. Uh, wow, what a dumpster fire in Carolina. It's I mean, so it sucks being a Falcons fan. Can't imagine being a Panthers fan. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It, it, it's like, they are, yeah. Like, imagine being <laughs> like, Bryce Young. Your coach got fired mid-season of your rookie year. Yeah. In his first season, and now your GM's gone. I will say it worked out okay for Trevor Lawrence, but he also wasn't in nearly as bad of a situation. Now, a lot of people, man, we are about to have to be heavy Trevor Lawrence defenders this Brother, offseason. It's, it's going to be tough. People are going to be ruthless. Yeah. And he, he in some ways he deserves it because he he was really good last year and took a step back. Yeah. But he's still really really good and I don't think people understand just how bad the Jaguars are. In my opinion, like I've never been a huge fan of their of the supporting cast for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um and I've always thought that there, that he like, was. I thought, I thought he. Ridley I thought he was, was carrying their roster. Yeah. And I thought that was very evident this year. I feel like Calvin really was really overhyped to go into the season. It was like, oh, he's a number one. Yeah. Like, bro, he wasn't the number one in Atlanta, and he's also hadn't played football in like three years. He was. I'm trying to remember. Like his last year. His last year, he may have been the number one in Atlanta. I mean, Julio was still there, but yeah. I think he led the team in receiving yards still. And, and, but he had a lot of like mental health issues in yeah. Atlanta. He obviously had the gambling suspension, um, and he he had so many drops this year. I saw someone the other day tweet out a video of uh, like barely missed touchdowns from Trevor Lawrence. It was like throws that he made into the end zone. And it was all Calvin that, Ridley that were just barely like dropped. Yeah. Um, and it was two minutes long. Like it was unreal. That's crazy. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But yeah, uh, really rough situation in Carolina. We'll see how how all of that goes and, and where they go moving forward. But they fired their GM. Yeah. Um, one more set of moves. Chicago fired literally everyone on their on their on the offensive side of their staff except for their head coach Matt Eberflus. Like they fired their running backs coach, their receivers coach, yeah. the quarterbacks coach. Like everyone is. I gone. mean, I I didn't expect them to fire Eberflus. I. Never saw that happening because I think every everything I saw on like Twitter was like Eberflus's job is safe. Yeah, like they're gonna keep him for another year. But I'm not super surprised that they kind of cleaned house with the coordinators and the and the assistants. Yeah, I, I they kind of had to do something. Yeah, exactly. And it it became pretty clear that Eberflus was gonna be was gonna stay. Like he wasn't get, gonna get fired. It was yeah. pretty clear the last couple of weeks. Um, he really saved his job in the second half of the season. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, I know a lot of Bears fans don't like him, so we'll see how that works out. But he'll he'll get at least one more year yeah. with likely a rookie quarterback, assuming they they trade Fields, which I think they will. I think that's where they're headed. 
I think that's the right decision. They need to take Caleb Williams or Drake May. I don't care who they take. Yep. One of those guys. Um, but they got to get a rookie quarterback in there. I agree. That's, and they, that's they've got to restart the rookie quarterback contract and uh, get a quarterback who's, who's you know, got a good chance of being better than Justin Fields. Yeah. Fields to Atlanta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't. I It's not, not anti-Fields. I just really want to trade up to get a rookie quarterback. I just don't think it's going to happen. And I, yeah, I, I, it there's is just, probably not. There's too many people above y'all that need quarterback. Like, it's just going to be rough. Like, like y'all are going to end up having to like pick like Michael Penix, like top 10. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Yeah, hopefully there's a possibility that we can trade up. I don't, I'm not sure that that's likely. Um and I just don't know if Fields is going to be worth a second-round pick in two years. Like, I think we're, we're yeah. trading a second-round pick and possibly more for a guy that, that we won't re-sign in two seasons. I would bet that you have to trade a second-rounder and that they're going to want to switch, like, firsts. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to want to take your eight and y'all go down at nine. Okay. Maybe. I bet that's what it would take. It might even take more than that. Yeah. Yeah, and Which I'm I'm just not tough. sure Fields is worth that. That's like fair. Fields, I think is definitely worth a second round pick just in terms of like talent. Yeah. But um, you got to think about how his contract is up in two years. Like he he will be up for an extension um in two seasons, really, and I'm just not sure sure that he's going to be worth that in yeah, two years. I really loved Fields coming out. I hate that it hasn't worked out so far. I'm hoping that honestly, I hope that he can go to a new situation and like just like get a fresh start. Yeah, I, ho- I hope so too. Like well he he's talented. <laughs> yeah, but he just hasn't been all that great in the NFL. Like he he hasn't been like a star. He right. hasn't been a franchise quarterback yet. Yeah. We'll see if that if that if he turns into that. But yeah, so th- those were all the big moves. Um, all all the coaches, GMs, coaching coaches that got fired this week. We'll see if anything else happens the rest of the week. Do you have anything you want to add with nah. this section of the pod? Nope. All right, now we can move on to the awards. Um, gonna be gonna be making our picks and just talking about all the regular season awards in general. Let's start off with offensive rookie of the year. So who who are some players for this award that you think are are up for it um, or deserve consideration? So like up for it, honestly, to me, there's only two guys that are probably like I'm not sure exactly who's gonna get it, but I think there's only two guys that probably deserve it. E- like close to equally, and that would be C.J. Stroud and Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be one of those guys who wins it. If I was a, you know, if I was a voter, I would probably vote for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I would as too, I would as well, and I think it is between Stroud and Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bijan Robinson also gets like thrown into the conversation. Like, I mean, kind of. To me, it would, like, if Bijan's in the conversation, I'd put Gibbs in the conversation, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I would agree with that. Bijan actually ended up having a solid year yeah. in terms of, like, the counting stats, uh, despite Arthur Smith hating him. But, uh, yeah, so I think I think the award really comes down to C.J. Stroud and Puka Nakua. Um, I think both guys have really good cases. Puka was awesome. Um, he was, I believe he was top 10, um, so he was, like, top 10 in PFF grade, knew that. I have some notes on him. Let me go find those. Um, so he... I mean, he broke the record for rookie receptions and rookie receiving yards. 
yards. Pretty yep. impressive. I know like people are going to say, well, it doesn't count because he had 17 games instead of 16, but it's still impressive. Yeah, it's still very still impressive. Still had a great rookie year. Top 10 in both PFF grade and yards per route run. Um, had a really, really good season. Was like a dominant wide receiver one in the first half of the season, especially when uh, when Cooper Cup was out and he was yeah. like the wide receiver one for the Rams. Um, if you say that he is deserving of the award, I wouldn't fight you on it. Oh, for sure. He he had an awesome season. Um, Very good. Stroud, though, was just fantastic. Uh, Very good for a rookie. It's not normal to see a guy play this well at this position Um, in their first season. He was great. He was, I believe, 13th in PFF grade this year. Um, The Texans offense was good. Not great or anything, but it was good. And I think that's surprising with their personnel, I did not expect them to be so good this year offensively uh, because they just didn't have a great supporting cast. Or what I, I didn't think they had a great supporting cast around CJ yeah. Stroud. Um, yeah, Nico Collins was honestly a surprise this year. Amazing. How, how good he was. Ball Tank Dell was a great. And even Noah Brown at times was a really good receiving guy. They had Dalton Schultz as well. And like on paper, going into this season, I was like, yeah, CJ Stroud's not going to have a great year because. I mean, his number one receiver is Nico Collins. Like, it's just not looking great. Like, the only free agent move they really made was, like, on offense for weapons was, like, Dalton Schultz and Noah Brown. But, like, everything ended up working out really well. And I think that's a lot in part to their offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, who's going to get a lot of hype for some jobs this offseason. But he did a great job with that offense this year. And, like, the reason – one of the major reasons that I would pick Stroud – is that, like, this team was a three-win team last year. And with Stroud at quarterback and the moves they made and a different offensive coordinator, I mean, they were able to be a 10-win team and make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, win their division, first of all. And, like, it's just very impressive. It is very impressive. And, like, when you watch them play, it was unreal. Dude dude was, like, just so good this year. Looks like a star. Like, he, he... he played so so well this year. It looked like, uh, like when his game against Georgia last year lo- looked like someone who, who could could potentially be a star, and he played that way like all year. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he he was so good, phenomenal, fantastic player. Had a had a phenomenal year. Yeah, he's breaking the Ohio State NFL quarterback curse. He, he is now. Casuals can't use that. Yeah, they can't use it. Oh no, I don't like that quarterback prospect. He went to Ohio State. When does an Ohio State quarterback ever worked out? Yeah, shut up. People are are yeah. are, are all. Already saying that about about Drake May because really? Mitch Trubisky went there. Yeah, Trubisky and Howell, they're like, yeah. oh no. And people don't have brains, and so they they just got like empty space up in their they, skulls. They got smooth brains. Yeah, very smooth. You can just like slide right off. Yeah. yeah. Um. Next up, we got defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Who do you think's up for this? Uh, I mean, from what I've seen, the overwhelming favorite right now is Will Anderson Jr., another Houston Texan player. Um, I would say. Uh, I'm sure Jalen Carter's probably in the mix. He had a pretty good year. He had a really good year. I don't know like what he graded out yeah. with PFF, but I mean, he was like just a good defensive tackle, not just like good for a rookie, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, so he had a a um a rough second half of the year. Oh, really? Uh, I know at the at the I think at like the midway point of the season, he was like. I want to say he was the highest graded interior defensive lineman at one point this year. I think that's true. Um, I re- I remember looking at the numbers at one point and just being like, "Oh my gosh, dude yeah. was like crazy." Um, I'm looking to see. Let me let me go to 
to interior defensive line. Besides Will Anderson Jr. and Jalen Carter, I think you also have... I would say Devin Witherspoon. Yeah. That was my other... That's actually my pick. I was going to save it for last because that's who I would actually pick for defensive rookie of the year. Okay, yeah. He's up there. I think also uh, Kobe Turner would get, okay, yeah, would get consideration. I think it's those four that yeah. are in consideration. So you have uh, Devon Witherspoon. Why do you have him as your pick? I just, like, every game I watched of the Seahawks this year, he was just making a difference on almost every play. Yeah. Like, he plays with such physicality. Not that these other guys don't, too. And, like, I'm not even saying that I put a ton of, like, research into, like, advanced stats. Like, oh, next-gen stats say this and this and this. I just, like, watching Devon Witherspoon play, I was like, this guy is not looking like a rookie. Yeah, so my pick would be Jalen Carter. Okay. My second pick um, would be Devon Witherspoon. He yeah. he had a really good year. He was great. One of uh, the best rookie corner this year. Um, he played really well. He actually was one of the higher graded corners in, in all of football this year. Yeah. Uh, was just really, really good. Had a strong season. Um, I would pick Jalen Carter. I know he had a rough second half of the season, but overall. What did he end up like? What was his final PFF grade? 89, which was fifth. Oh, that's still. Great. Which was fifth. I'm, uh, in, so in he's 89, the fifth ranked like, interior defensive lineman. That's still insane. I mean, I, I know at one point, like midway through the season, his grades was like in like the mid 90s, and it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. But he that's was. Crazy. He was the highest graded rookie, I believe. Um, and he, he had the high, among rookie, like defense defenders, he had the highest PFF pass rush grade, uh, the highest pass rush win rate. Then it, I think, well, Anderson or Kobe Turner ended up with the most pressure, the most total pressures. Right. Well, he but was different when you're playing on the edge. Well, Kobe Turner, is he on the edge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it, reason, it, I thought he played inside. Yeah, no, uh, no, I'm pretty sure that he is a an edge rusher. Okay, pretty sure. Um, and that's a good point. It is, it is easier to rack up pressures from the outside than in the uh than from an interior position. Um, but he was the most efficient pass rusher among all rookies rookie defenders this year. Wasn't amazing. Wasn't great as a run defender, but. The pass rush was great, um, and he was the highest graded uh, rookie defender this year. I think I think he's more than deserving of defensive rookie of the year. He'd be my pick. Uh, but there were a lot of good rookie defenders this year. Like I think yeah. I think he Witherspoon, Will Anderson Jr. and Kobe Turner all had fantastic rookie seasons. Um, and you can make an argument for all of those guys. So I think Kobe Turner is more like a kind of more versatile defensive lineman. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to, like, I don't have PFF premium or whatever, so I can't see, like, I don't think I could see his, like, snap total and stuff. So he actually is listed as an interior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can actually... He graded out 83.8 on the year. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, he, he was really good. Um, and I can actually look at his snap counts here. So he played most of his snaps. Um, so he, he played a vast majority of his snaps inside like yeah. all of them basically okay yeah so he he was an interior that's what I was thinking I was pretty sure he was an interior year. defensive lineman yeah all of those guys played well um yeah so I, I had Jalen Carter you had Devon Witherspoon there yes. um let's move on you want to move on the coach of the year yeah for sure all right so who who do you think is is like legitimately up for this award who's legitimately up for this award my pick like who i think is gonna win it not who i would pick but who i think is gonna win it will be kevin stavansky he he is the odds on like, yeah, he is like, the heavy probably favorite. by far right yeah uh i mean he's done a great job i, I mean 
I don't know that I've heard of like a team who's gone through as many quarterbacks as they've gone through this year yeah. winning 11 games. Like it's pretty crazy. Um, so he's done a great job. I mean, you could honestly say Sean McVay. They were the Rams were a team that I did not think was going to make the playoffs this year. I thought they were going to not be a great team, mm-hmm. uh, but they've done a great. He's done a great job with that team. Uh, Matt Lafleur has done a fantastic job with a very young team, winning nine games and making the playoffs with a first year starting quarterback and like all his weapons were first or second year players. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy to me, uh, honestly. Like. For me, I would probably pick Kevin Stefanski just because of what they were able to accomplish with their quarterback carousel this year. Yeah. But I I, I wrote down Matt LaFleur just because I'm going to be a Packers homer about this. Like, I can't stress enough how crazy it is to me that we made the playoffs with this team. Yeah. Like, Jordan Love is a first-year starter, put up great counting numbers. I don't know how he graded out. From the, the second half of the season was – very impressive for Jordan Love to me. So he, I think he finished top 10 okay. in, in PFF grading. Yeah, that's impressive as Which a first-year starter. I mean, he put up, I think, 32 or 33 touchdowns on the year to like 10 or 11 picks. I mean, just like great counting stats. Yeah, he was 11th. Okay, he yeah, 11th. it's very solid. He's a top, top half of the league quarterback. Yeah. In his first year as a starter, and he's dealing with like Jaden Reed was probably our number one receiver as a rookie you had like fifth rounder Dontavian Wicks was like massively in the mix I was about to be like don't you dare disrespect Dontavian Wicks it's crazy (laughs) I think think he was a fifth rounder this year and he was like heavily in the mix in the second half of the season and like I mean even Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson to an extent he he didn't get to play a lot because of injury this year but like Luke Musgrave Tucker Kraft like Everybody just, even like undrafted Bo Melton, or he might not be undrafted. I think he was like a sixth or seventh round pick. I think it was a seventh round pick. Okay, but Bo Melton ended up having really good numbers the last like 30 games of the year. Yeah. So like we just have like some crazy no names making plays for us. And I'm just, I'm very proud that this team made the playoffs as a Packers fan. Um, I don't think we're going to get very far, but it's it's nice to make the playoffs. I hate that you brought up Matt LaFleur because I was so, so ready to give him his flowers. Yeah. He, he did such a great job this year, and yes. I haven't really heard a lot of people bring him up in Coach of the Year, uh, in the Coach of the Year discussion. What Okay, what do you think the Coach of the Year award should be? Because I think for a lot of people, it's the coach who does the most with the least yes yeah. who like overperforms expectations the most do you do you like that into. not necessarily i think it should just go to the best coach now that's obviously like a really subjective term mm-hmm. i don't i don't dislike that it's like who did the most with le- with the least mm-hmm. you know what i mean i like i don't hate that because that is sort of like a measure that you can see of like okay look at him he did really well mm-hmm. with this crappy roster but I think I don't know. I don't know that that's the way it should always be. Yeah, I would agree with that. That I, I 
I don't love it because Kevin Stefanski is about to win his second Coach of the Year award. Yeah, and it's And Kyle Shanahan has won zero. Yeah. And you're not going to tell me that Kevin Stefanski is a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. And, I, and a lot of that, too, is because the Browns have been so bad for so long that anytime they have a good season, everyone's like, oh my gosh, Kevin Stefanski is the greatest coach ever. I feel like that's a bad thing, you know? It's yeah. like, you're, you're, we're, we're, you're, we're always expecting you to be awful. If that's the case... Yeah. Your maybe. organization has been so historically awful that we're going to give you this award every year that you go over 500. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. A few other names, or at least one other name that I, that I or I, yeah, two other names that, that you didn't mention that I wanted to bring up. D'Amico Ryans. Oh, yeah. That's, also has yeah. Been, gotten a lot of love for this. Antonio Pierce. Mm. He's a guy I just thought of sure, for the yeah. Raiders. Um, and then uh, Steichen. Uh, Colts coach. Yeah, Shane Steichen. Uh, yeah, Shane Steichen. He, he's another guy that I've heard a lot of uh, people give a lot of love for. I am going to throw out some other names okay. that I think also deserve consideration. Let's hear it. John Harbaugh, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McCarthy, and Mike McDaniels. Sure, yeah. I think they were all amazing this year, and their teams were actually phenomenal. Yeah. And I think they all deserve love for that. Yeah. And the so, Dolphins. Yeah. Loki might be pretenders. No, they definitely are. Yeah. Definitely are. I, I saw I, I it was crazy to me, but they've only won one game this whole year against teams over five hundred. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I've been I'm, I've never really thought of them as like serious contenders right. just because their their defense has been their defense early on this year was was bad. I think it got a little bit better throughout yeah. the year, especially well, I mean, when they right got Jalen Ramsey back. Right now, though, like they've lost so many defensive players. Like Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb are both out. Our boy Jalen Phillips, I know, I love my Jaylen baby. Phillips. Yeah. So they, I think Andrew Van Geekel got hurt against yeah. the the Bills, and I don't know how long he's out for. But like they just have so many players that got hurt on defense. Their offense was super fun this year, though. I really, really loved watching that. Yeah, their biggest problem is that their quarterback sucks. You know, what I'm just yeah. kidding. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't he, gonna bring it up. He, he was. So awful against the Bills. It was bad. It's it's so hard to like have that argument with people that like, hey, two is not like a great quarterback because then they're just like, he had forty five hundred passing yards. It's like, okay, shut up. That wasn't an actual take for me, by the way. I don't think that Tua sucks, but I did watch. I don't him think Tua is a bad quarterback, but I don't think he's like the savior. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know for sure that he's the like. Would you confidently say Tua is the Miami Dolphins franchise quarterback? Um. Okay. I'm. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say that I wouldn't pay him like fifty million dollars. Okay. Okay. So then he's not ma- the franchise quarterback. So maybe no. To, okay. to me, if you're not I, I willing to pay him top quarterback that. dollar, then I don't consider you a friend. Your okay. franchise quarterback. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So probably not. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. And Tua, like. I like Tua in this offense. I think right. I think he can be good in it. Every time I watch him play, I feel like I'm watching a robot who does not move off their first read, and yeah. it's just like it's like Mike McDaniel's in his head. In but his I mean, that's the whole like time. And he's like, "Hey, hey, buddy, yeah, Tyreek on the slant." Yeah. yeah, but that's like their offense. I mean, it's like a lot of RPO. Like it's a it's a fun offense because of the playmakers yeah. they have. Yeah, but and I wouldn't say it's like. In- incredibly complex right yeah but their offense was great this year and i think mike mcdaniels deserves a lot of credit for that i think kyle shanahan deserves a a ton of credit for having 
a historic offense with, you know, a guy who was drafted, who was undrafted a few years ago. Obviously, Brock Purdy had a good year. Um, I also think it's unfair to, like, not give Kyle Shanahan consideration just because he had, like, a good roster. Yeah, like, like... And I get that argument. Like, obviously, he had a he had a great roster. They were expected to be good, but they were like historically good for most of the season. And right. I feel like he deserves credit for that. And like, yeah. there's the reason why the offense is so efficient. It's because of Kyle Shanahan. I mean, exactly. that's why he's able to get great production out of every quarterback he's ever had. Yeah, like he's just an amazing coach, and that's why I'm like. Are we really gonna give it to Kevin Stefanski? Like he has two, he's gonna have yeah. two of these awards, and a guy like Shanahan is not gonna have any. What are we doing? That's that's my biggest issue with the Coach of the Year award. And of course, I I think John Harbaugh de- deserves consideration. I think Mike McDaniel, de- or uh, I think Mike McCarthy deserves consideration. I think Mike McCarthy deserves consideration for yeah. mostly the same reasons that I think that Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel's deserve consideration. His offense was amazing. Dak Prescott was playing at an MVP level. You know, they got Kellen Moore out of there, and all of a sudden, their offense is just a machine. Which is kind of crazy, because I thought Kellen Moore was a good OC. Yeah. Yeah. But Mike McCarthy was just was just cooking. Apparently, yeah. What Were you surprised about, like, how good Brock Purdy was this year? Like, I was a little surprised. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was. Oh, year. absolutely. And he was legitimately good. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, a f- I think, I think, like, people, some, some people who are nerds, who don't go outside, um, like me, but not me, and this isn't my take, uh, we'll, like, look at his EPA numbers and may overrate him. Right. And there's, there's a reason why his EPA numbers were so good. Like, EPA is a team stat, mainly. Um, and it, it's really hard to isolate a quarterback's individual performance when looking at a stat like EPA. And his EPA numbers were unreal, like phenomenal, number one. Right. Um, but he was not the best quarterback in the league this yeah. year, and really not not close. Like, he wasn't in the best quarterback in the league conversation this year, at least in my opinion, and I think the opinion of most people. But he was still really good. Yeah. Like, he was like a top-ten quarterback this year. Oh, for sure. Legitimately. Bro, you know who hurts the most from Brock Purdy being great this year? Kirk Cousins. Okay. Dude, that dude had an incoming MVP season if he had signed with the 49ers for next year. <laughs> like, yeah. there was just no doubt in my mind going into, like, the be- at the beginning of this season that, like, oh, Brock Purdy's not, probably not going to be great, and Kirk Cousins will sign with the 49ers and win MVP next year. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins has got to be shaking his fist right now because yeah. Brock Purdy actually turned out to be good. Yeah, Brock was, like, legitimately good this year. There was one point where I was, like, I was, like, anti-Brock Purdy. I was, like, yeah, people are really overrating him. But then I was, like, oh, wait, like, he kept playing well like, yeah. throughout the season, and he ended up having a good year. Um, my pick for coach of the year. Yours is Kevin Stefanski, right? No, my, I'm actually gonna say Matt Lafleur. Okay, you're. Oh, that's yeah, right. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go Matt Lafleur. Okay, solid pick like that. I'm gonna go with John Harbaugh. Okay, because he had the best team in the league this year. Yeah, uh, record wise, and um, there's a stat from Pro Football Reference, SRS stands for Simple Rating System. It's basically your margin of victory adjusted for the strength of your opponents. They rank number one in that. Um, so he had the best team in the league this year. 
The defense was elite. Uh, the offense was really good. He has the MVP in Lamar Jackson. Um, he's gonna win the win the award. Obviously, like that. Will, I'm not spoiling anything. Everyone knows yeah. that. Um, and I just thought like they overperformed their projected win total. Um, and because of that, I think he is a really good candidate for the coach of the year. Like I think. Sure. You know, best team in the league. They overperformed expectations. He did a great job hiring Todd Monken, um, who did a great job with the offense. I'm not sure if he's a play caller or not. Um, so I'm not. I, I'm not sure how heavily he involved he is with the play calling. But they had a great year. I think he he deserves consideration. He'd be my pick. And, and if if it wasn't him, I would I would go with Kyle Shanahan. That's fair. That's fair. But those would be my picks for the coach of the year. And all the other guys deserve consideration. There were there were some coaches that did an excellent job uh, with not great teams, like Sean McVay, who you right. brought up, killing it, dude. I thought they were going to be bad. Yeah, I thought they were going to be they bad. Were, they were really good this year. So, um, and then like a guy like Matt LaFleur also had a situation like that. He deserves consideration. Yeah. So shout out to, to, to some great coaches. And what a good like group of, of candidates for coach yeah. of the year. It's really good. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, it's been a good, it's been a really good group. Another guy that I thought about bringing up was Kevin O'Connell. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. That, I didn't even think about him, but that's yeah. a good, a good like, name to bring that, up. Especially after losing Kirk Cousins and having to, like, go through, like, a rotation of Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, and um, the rookie, what's the guy's name from BYU? Jaren Hall. Jaren Hall. Yeah, he was, he was doing a good job with, like, the worst quarterbacks you could yeah. possibly imagine. I mean, there was, like, no a— No disrespect— but that's but true. Full disrespect. No, there was like, I mean, there was like a two or three game stretch where I was like, well, Josh Dobbs actually like low key might be good. And then he was and then not. He was bad. <laughs> he was cooking until he wasn't. Yeah, it's tough. All right, next up, we, we've got Comeback Player of the Year. I don't think we have to talk about this much. No. Um, I think you, the guys that are up for it are like, you know, you got Baker Mayfield on the outside. You got yeah. Joe Flacco for like his his like four games uh, yeah. of good play, and then you got Demar Hamlin who literally came back from the dead. Um, yeah, my pick is Demar Hamlin. Uh, my pick's Joe Flacco. Really? Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, Hamlin, he's played like what, like how many snaps has he played this year? I th- I, I genuinely a think little a little played. over a hundred. Really? On special teams? Oh, on special teams. I'm sorry. Defensive. How many defensive snaps has he played? We can look that up. I, like three, right? It's not much. Not many. It's not many at all. Yeah. Like, mo- most of his snaps were on special teams. And I know he, I, I believe that he had a lot of games where he was inactive, especially early on in the year. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Anybody who's listening to this, don't, don't crucify no, me. I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, yeah, he had 17 defensive snaps, Dang. according to Pro Football Reference. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But he did come back from the dead, so. Yeah, good for him. That's kind of like the best comeback. Like, no one yeah. has come back from that. It's like DeMar Hamlin and Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, that's like a good group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give the Comeback Player of the Year award to DeMar Hamlin. And we should change it to, like, the Jesus Christ Player of the Year award. That'd be like a great. You have to come back from the dead. That'd be like a great ESPN stat. Like, like in the playoff game, if, if he, like, makes a play or, like, they show him pregame and warm up. Yeah. So, like, first player or first, first person to come back from the dead. to come back from the dead. Jesus Christ and, like. <laughs> That, that would be an awesome graphic. <laughs> and like zero, I guess the year zero, I yeah. don't know. But yeah, so he's my pick. 
because he came back from the dead. That's all I have to say. I mean, like, fair enough. It's a, it's a good case. Hey, you know what? Valid. That's fair. I think it is valid. But defend Joe Flacco. Flacco came off his couch and got the Browns into the playoffs. I think that's fair too. Yeah, the, and this this leads to my issue with comeback player of the year. Yeah. Too often the last couple of years has been given to players who are coming back from, from sucking. From just being bad from players. From just being bad at football. <laughs> and it's like, wow, like Geno Smith. Right. Like, he won it last year and it was like, what did he come back from? Oh, oh he was just bad. Oh, because like the, the description of the award on Wikipedia is for a player who has overcome great adversity. Right. If you suck... That's adversity, okay? That's, is it? <laughs> I feel like you've created... It's, it's self-imposed <laughs> adversity, but it's still adversity. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 hear, I hear you. You see, you see the light now. <laughs> I don't, but I hear you. I hear you. I don't have any other thoughts for this award. Yeah, Do you? No, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be Damar Hamlin, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Cool. It's fine. Cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dumb award. We should have like a breakout player of the year. Award. I like that a lot better. Like I don't like comeback player of the year is stupid. Yeah. I like breakout, and for, like for for this fake award that we just came up with, I'm gonna go with Jordan Love. Okay, I like that. I would also go with Jordan Love. I love him. I do too. I love Love. Or Nico Collins. He would also get consideration. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we need to have that award. Yeah, we, we need to start a petition. Yeah. We need to just do it ourselves every year. Just no, be we like, should. <laughs> new the, award. The Wire Podcast <laughs> uh, Breakout Player of the Year Award. It's gonna be, we're going to like add it to Wikipedia, and yeah. they have to keep taking it down. We're, we're going to add it to, to a pro football reference. Yes. We're going to hack their site. We we're adding to. it. Uh, now we can move on. Talk about the biggest award, yes. MVP, okay. Most Valuable Player. Let's talk about it. Who do you think is up for this award? Like Who, uh, who do you think the candidates for this yeah, award are? I would say... To me, Lamar's going to win it. Lamar's up for it. Lamar is like a million percent going to win it. Yeah, he, he is the MVP already. Uh, Dak Prescott. Um, who else was Who else out of the quarterbacks was up for it? Josh um, Allen. I think yeah, he's up for it. Josh Allen, even though he had like 20 picks this year. Kind of, uh, a, sort of Brock Purdy. Yeah, sort of Brock Purdy. Yeah, I mean, there's just like a lot of guys yeah. that were... I and mean, then I think you got like, like McCaffrey, McCaffrey, maybe even Tyreek Hill if you really wanted to. Tyreek Hill, a wide receiver. Um, Although I might say CD Lamb had a better year. Oh yeah, CD Lamb was good. Yeah, especially CD. like down like the second half, like uh, yeah, the second half of the season. Yeah, CD Lamb was good. I think also just for throwing out names, Miles Garrett. Okay, yeah, that's fair. maybe throw him out. Best player for the best defense. Yeah, throw him in there. Uh, I mean, if you're throwing out Miles Garrett, you probably got to throw out TJ Watt too. Yeah, with like a twenty. Did he have twenty sacks or was he just nineteen? I don't remember. We are socially required to name T.J. Watt whenever we mention Miles Garrett, or else all of Pittsburgh yeah. is really angry. Yeah, we're going to cause riots. It's funny. Yeah, it is pretty Sometimes funny. I like to just tweet out, like... <laughs> Anti-T.J. Watt stats. Just to, like, piss off Steelers fans. Yeah, it's a good move. Because they get so mad. They get heated. You just, like, be like, uh, pass rush win rate, and they're like, it's not a real stat. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he had 20 sacks. Hey, Miles Garrett was triple teamed every play, and TJ Watt's going against a tight end. Shut up! It's so funny. There was there was a a, a Steelers writer this year that was like went on a tirade about how pass rush win rate was not real. <laughs> Stop denying truth. <laughs> it's like he's like a vaccine conspiracist. Like <laughs> who? Oh 
my gosh, who is the uh, Alex Jones? I mean, that Alex Jones. Like, Let me tell you something. <laughs> Pass rush win rate, it doesn't matter. It's not a real stat. It's not real. The government came up with it to give Miles Garrett more Defensive Player of the Year votes. They're trying to take the award from T.J. Watt. Like, okay, buddy, calm down. Okay, pal. <laughs> We've got the dog We've barking. Oh my like, gosh. Barking, man. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, where were we? Yeah, MVP. Yeah, MVP. <laughs> <laughs> my pick. Okay, my pick for this award. I thought about it a lot, and okay. I I want to say I think before we announce our picks, we should discuss what the MVP award should be. Okay. What do you think the MVP award should be? Do you think we should take it hyper-literally and be like, okay. The most valuable player. The most valuable player, which is always going to be a quarterback. quarterback. Or do we give it to, like, the best performing player, regardless of position? I don't hate either way. I... I, I'm not, like, mad about it being the most valuable player and always giving it to a quarterback. Because the most valuable player is always going to be a quarterback. Yeah, so I agree. I, and and I, I understand that. Yeah. I kind of prefer best performing player. That's fair. Because, I like, there were some great performances this year from non-quarterbacks that I think deserve to be To me, to that's be what Offensive Player and Defensive Player of the Year is for. I know it's, like... Not as prestigious. Yeah. But to me, like, MVP, most valuable player, it's going to be a quarterback. And then if you have a guy that you're like, you know, like this year where you have like a McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill, yeah. guys who like had a great season, then it's like, okay, here's Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Well, and I think too often people equate like value with just like your team's record. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. Like, that's like a weird way to. You know, yeah, like yeah. you're not gonna win MVP if you're on a bad team, right? And it's like, well, you can be valuable even if your team isn't winning. Like, yeah. like a quarterback can't control the defense, a receiver yeah. can't control the defense. Like, if your defense is terrible, like it's like people are like, oh, unfortunate. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> womp, for you, man. Womp. Womp, womp. So my pick for MVP, and I went, I, 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 I seriously considered, um, and and I'm gonna give my pick. For in, for most valuable yeah. player and best performing player. You're really hyping this up. MVP, I, I consider Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson. I think those guys are the three who are serious. Most value. And you're saying yeah. most valuable. Yes. Okay. Serious contenders for that. Yes. I think I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Okay, cool. I really wanted to pick Dak Prescott. I went with Dak, if that. Okay. Makes yeah, I love. I, so I one think of us took that coin flip, man. Yeah, it's hard. They they both were phenomenal this yeah, year. Yeah, they were. I think the argument against Lamar Jackson. I do think there was an argument against him. Yeah. His offense wasn't that good this year. Sure. And for the MVP, like the Ravens were outside the top ten in EPA per play this year. Okay. Yeah. Which is not normal for an MVP. Right. Dak Prescott had pretty similar numbers across the board. Uh, both of them were great under pressure. They were just great in general. Uh, really good on deep throws, intermediate throws, all of that. Dak Prescott was leading a much better offense. Yeah. So, because of that, I kind of was leaning Dak Prescott at one point. But Lamar Jackson has, like, has the advantage in rushing numbers. It's hard. But I think it is between those two guys. I agree. I think it's between Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott. Yeah. What What do you? Why Why would you go with Dak Prescott? Um, I would just go with Dak. I like you said, like that offense, like 
was a lot more efficient than the Ravens offense. Like I understand why Lamar's getting the MVP votes, but I don't necessarily think he should win it. Like I, I, I mean, my argument for Dak is essentially the argument against Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Is that like, I just felt like Dak led one of the best offenses in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And like it, it did run through him a lot. Mm-hmm. So to me, he would be my MVP. I think something that pushes me, that pushes me towards Lamar is his supporting cast. That's fair. Like his not, supporting not cast. The supporting cast. Yeah. It's, it's a lot in, um, in terms of like the receiving. Like Yeah. It, like the, the, the offense does run through Lamar Jackson, probably a lot heavier than it does with Dak. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, that gives Lamar a bit of an advantage to me. Like I think about like, could Dak Prescott do what he did this year? With the Ravens. With, with, with not even the Ravens offense, but with, with pass catches that are of the same quality that the Ravens have. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. And I think, no. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I would say no. And, and I think that's, that's the big thing that put, that makes me go with Lamar Jackson, but it is close. This is a coin flip. Um, and I think a lot of people would be like, uh, you, you think Dak Prescott should win MVP? Yeah, I do. He was freaking amazing this yeah, year. He, Josh Allen was also incredible. Um, the reason why I didn't really consider him, or the reason why I was able to, you know, kind of take him out of serious consideration was because he wasn't as good under pressure as Dak Prescott um, and Lamar Jackson. It has nothing to do with, with turnovers. Um, it, it, it was really about... Did he have the most turnovers out of any quarterback? I think so. His turnover-worthy play rate was just average, though. Oh, really? um, he, got, he got unlucky. He got unlucky. A lot. Um, he still was, was average, like which isn't great, but he wasn't like worse in the league in terms of turnover-worthy play rate. Now... Those are guys that I think were the most valuable players. I think the best player in the league this year was not not even close, Tyreek Hill. Okay. By far. So that's, who, that's who you put your offensive player of the year? I think he is the best, yeah. And I think he he was the best player in the year, in the so, league this year. I was going to go Tyreek Hill, but I thought you were going to go Tyreek Hill, so I actually switched it up just to, so that we would have two different oh. people to talk about. I went McCaffrey, yeah. uh, which I think is also a valid pick for Offensive Player of the Year this year. I mean, like almost 1,500 rushing yards on, with 14 touchdowns and also, you know, an extra almost 600 receiving yards. Yeah. So, like, dude had, I think, like 21 total touchdowns this year. I mean, it's just like a very impressive year from McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. Um, I think McCaffrey led the league in touches, total yards from scrimmage, and total touchdowns. Yeah. Like, impressive. Impressive. Um, Tyreek Hill, though, he led all receivers in PFF grade with, like, a mark of 94.7, which is nuts. That is pretty impressive. Also, led all receivers in yards per route run with a mark of, like, 3.88. And I think the the next closest receiver, I don't remember off the top of my head who it was, but their mark in yards per route run was, like, three. So he was phenomenal this year. Yeah. Also led the league, or he was top three in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. Um, FantasyPoints.com has a a stat, uh, which is uh, receiving yards market share, which basically um, is a stat that's the percentage of your team's receiving yards that that you're responsible for. He led the league in that. He was just awesome this year. Like, yeah. Tyreek Hill was phenomenal this year. Um, I think he was the best performing player. Maybe not the most valuable player. I, I, I understand that. I understand that that, uh, that, that title is always going to go to a quarterback. But he was awesome this year. I think he was the best player. And I think he is um, a very strong uh, candidate for the Offensive Player of the Year award. Yeah. 
Were there any uh, any other guys that you consider for this award? Uh, maybe like CeeDee Lamb. Uh, at one point, probably A.J. Brown, but he kind of mm. had a rough like end of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say those yeah. two receivers. I don't know that there was like another running back that I was really like, ooh, maybe them, but. And, and I guess you could go with a quarterback if you wanted to. If you if, really if just you wanted, wanted to. to throw out like a Raheem Mostert, but I don't feel like he's I mean like the only I guess attribute that I would say would be like the 18 touchdowns yeah. this year you can go Bruce Hall if you wanted oh, to throw Bruce out Hall, Raheem sure. Mostert yeah like I wouldn't actually consider those guys but if you're gonna throw out Raheem Mostert yeah Bruce Hall like he, he had sure. a ultra efficient year yeah all right now we can finish this off sweet with the defensive player of the year award I think there are a I'm number just, of guys that are. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I'm just assuming you're going with Miles Garrett since we've already kind of talked. You about would him, assume correctly, man. Yeah, that's fair. And I I also assumed that, so I went different. I just went T.J. Watt, so we would have different answers. You're a coward, Tom. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what, Miles Garrett, Pittsburgh, come after me. I I would. You're a wise man for not for not disrespecting T.J. Watt. That's fair. I want to say that I do think T.J. Watt is good. I know it sounds like I hate him. No, he is very good and one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Yeah. I I actually think that it it's just it's a lot of fun to play with Steelers fans. Right. I mean, he did lead the league in sacks this year. I know that's like not always like a pure indicator of like oh he's the best pass rusher because he led the league in sacks. He le- he led the league in like every stat. Did he lead in pressures? Uh. I thought Par- Parsons did. Let me look. It may it may have been Parsons. That sounds correct. But I'm going to lie and say that it was T.J. Watt, so my life is okay. Yeah, you don't get death threats. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't want that. You don't want to get strangled with a terrible towel? I, I like, tomorrow morning, I like crank up my car and just explode. Yeah, yeah probably. I get a car bomb. Um, it was Michael Parsons. Yeah. And then Aiden Hutchinson. I wasn't even thinking about him for the award, but yeah, he, he, he had a good year. He, he had like sub like, 10 sacks, plays. though, didn't he? But he also, Ele- like, he had 11. League. Okay, he had 11. Okay. Just kidding. But, like, yeah, like, it was second in the league in pressures, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. For Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I think uh, the players that are up for this award are like Miles Garrett, yeah. um, Watt, Parsons, Watt, Parsons um, uh, uh, Nick Bosa, yeah. uh, Deron Bland. Yeah. Uh, I think Dexter Lawrence deserves some love. He had a phenomenal year. Yeah. He was awesome. He's yeah. sick. Dude's awesome. Um, maybe even, like, if we wanted to go, like, throw out a safety, you can go... Um, Jesse Bates? Uh, no, I was going to go with uh, Antoine Winfield, who Not had a really, really, good, really year. good year. And you could throw out Bates, but yeah. um, let's be for real. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any other interior guys that, like, had great seasons this year besides, like, Dexter Lawrence... I mean, like, did what did Aaron Donald do this year? Uh, Donald was okay. Um, not really defensive player of the year right. caliber. Uh, like, and when you say Donald was okay, you mean he was okay for him? Yeah, like he was still like a no, no, <laughs> like he, a top three he interior. Was still, uh, the second graded defensive tackle. Who was number one? Was it? No, uh, it was De- it was Dexter Lawrence with a grade of ninety three. Wow, where did Chris Jones rank? Because he was he was he ninth. Solid. Oh, okay. With eighty four, and actually, let me let me put the snap. Uh, okay, he's seventh. Okay, I had to, I had to put a snap like limiter or filter okay. on there. Uh, every time I I don't do that, I'm like shocked by how high Kyle Trask is graded because he has like one pass attempt. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, oh wait, <laughs> wait, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, oh okay, 
Uh, but yeah, Chris Jones was seventh. Um, Aline McNeil, remember him? Yeah. Yeah, he was sixth. Is he? He's in Detroit, right? Yeah. Derek Brown, Auburn boy. Yeah. My, my man. He Dude, he had 100-plus tackles as a defensive tackle this year. Yeah, Isn't that is insane? Like, he broke the record unreal. for interior defensive line-like tackles. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I would go with Miles Garrett this year. The reason why is kind of obvious. I mean, he was the highest-graded defender, yeah. uh, led the league in, in PFF pass rush grade, and also pass rush win rate. Um, he was also, you know, it, it's very common to see charts on Twitter that are like... Uh, each defenders or each like edge and defensive lineman edge rushers pass rush win rate uh on the x axis and their double team rate on the y axis and at yeah, the top it's those. always Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons. Well, like Garrett Parsons and TJ Watt are just going to be like the be- and, and Bosa, those are going to be like the four horsemen for the next like oh, yeah, forever. Yeah, literally, it's crazy, but yeah, Miles Garrett's my so pick. Good. You said TJ Watt, um, yeah, why? Uh, and I don't mean that as like a questioning. I know that sounded that way. Just like, what's the case? I mean, like nineteen sacks, led the league in sacks. Hey, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he also like yeah. You can kind of take your pick. I think I he had a like. pick this year. Like he okay. he was like he's also good in coverage for yeah. an edge rusher. Yeah. Um, I think he's very like deserving of being in the in the conversation. I just think he's not quite as good as, uh, of a The way a you did rusher. phrase that was I know. like, was like, oh, you picked TJ. Why? He's awful. I know, I know. I was like, I need to like <laughs> clarify that I'm not judging you for, for bringing up TJ Watt. Yeah. I mean, I am like internally, but I don't want to say it publicly, right. you know, <laughs> you know, but no, I think, I think both those guys are, are deserving a consideration. Um, who's the favorite for the award? Is it TJ Watt? Mm, I think so. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's like the heavy favorite. Really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, if you lead the league in sacks, you just get it. it Hold up. Like. I need to look that up. Yeah. I'm almost positive. Now, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure TJ Watt's the heavy favorite. I'm surprised that it's not Miles Garrett because their their defense has been so good. Um, and that would that would be TJ Watt's second second defensive player. Of the has year. Miles Garrett ever nope. won? All right. I know. <laughs> You're about to go in. <laughs> <laughs> I take His back every about to really hate you. I take back every good thing I've said about uh <laughs> about TJ Watt in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Is he really okay, I'm kinda surprised. How heavy favorite is he? I need to look. I'm looking. My computer won't load. Uh come Dark on. Computers. Let's go, computer. This website says Miles Garrett. This is Miles really? Garrett. Okay. Yeah. I TJ Watt's seen that TJ Watt. TJ Watt's third behind Parsons. Yeah. Hmm, I'm surprised about that. I feel like I saw that Watt was the was like the favorite. Uh, I don't think so. I could be wrong. We, uh, but yeah, it's kind of my Fair computer's enough. being slow. This is dumb, but it's okay. yeah. So yeah. I think I think Miles Garrett's the favorite. That's who I would pick. Uh, Miles uh, TJ Watt having a good season. My, Micah Parsons also having an awesome season. Yeah. If I if Miles Garrett didn't win it, I'd I'd like for Parsons to win. Yeah. He's been ridiculous. One of my biggest draft misses. I hate myself every yeah. day. Yeah. You did not like Mike. Well, Parsons I thought he was going to be a middle linebacker. I didn't realize yeah. he was going to be an edge rusher. I would have had a different. That opinion. is fair. You did scout him as an inside linebacker because well, he played bad. Yeah, that's what he played in college. James Franklin, you idiot! Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Now we can move on and talk about the playoffs a little bit. That's what we have up next. Uh, I'm looking at a um, a bracket. So this week, 
we have. We can start off. What what conference you want to start off in? Let's go AFC. AFC. All right. So we got. Uh, I think on Saturday we have Browns Texans. Yep. That's the first game. That's the first game. Who do you think is going to win that game? It's tough. I would go with the Browns just because I feel like they're overall they have a better overall team. But I wouldn't be like shocked if the Texans pulled one out. But I do think the Browns will will win. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Texans. Not to disagree with you, just yeah. because I I like Stroud so much. I think yeah, that's fair. I think the Texans have the better quarterback. Yeah, I think I think having a quarterback advantage is huge. That's fair. Um, the, but like to me, like the Browns' defense is so much better than like the Texans' defense. I guess is what I would compare. Like the Browns' defense is much like more. Much more gooder <laughs> is considerably better than the Texans defense, like more so of <laughs> my smooth brain is trying to talk right now. Listen, all I'm trying to say is that the Browns defense is <laughs> I can't English. Browns have a great defense, okay? And it is better than the Texans' defense, more so than the than the Texans' offense is better than the Browns' offense. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. I, I don't think anyone else besides <laughs> you right now understands what I'm trying to say. You think that the Bears, sorry, not the Bears, the Browns' defense is so much better than the Texans' uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's hard to explain! You think... Okay, I I I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let me try this one more time. The Browns' defense is much better than the Houston Texans' defense, more so than the Texans' offense is better than the Browns' offense. I think that was clear. Okay, okay. that was more clear. There we go. That was more or clearer than yes. earlier. There we go. Awesome. So you think the Browns are going to win? All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm rolling with it. We're cut it. We're scrapping this podcast. It's over. It has gone so far off the rails. <laughs> Citizens have died. <laughs> it's, t- it's over. Okay. All right. Dolphins Chiefs. Move on to the, to the next game. Dolphins Chiefs. I'm going to start. Okay. Thank you. Let's see if we can if we can have a clear explanation of our picks for this cool. game. I'm going to go with Chiefs. Yeah, me too. Um, I know the Chiefs have had a really weird year yeah, offensively. Yeah, they just kind of underperformed this year. Yeah, I know they haven't, like, Mahomes hasn't had great weapons all year. Mm-hmm. It's just been like, okay, Rasheed Rice is, like, the number one guy outside of Kelsey. It's kind of been a weird year. Yeah. Um, their their defense is really good, though. Mahomes has been good. Yeah. Not MVP levels like we're used to, but he's been good. The offense has been good, despite having... Really, really poor receivers, right. um, especially compared to what they're used to. And like Travis Kelsey hasn't been nearly as good as, as he usually yeah. is. He's a man in love. Yeah, I know, man. Taylor it's Swift tough. is dragging him down. It's tough, man. dude. Um, and, and the weather is going to be crazy in this game. Oh, it's going to be really? really cold, like really, really okay. cold. And I think that's a disadvantage for the Dolphins. Actually, I think I did see that. It's supposed to be like zero degrees, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be really cold. Um, I wonder how that affects the Dolphins' ability to throw the ball. Obviously, they have a good run game and pass they do. game. Like so. Achan, if especially if Mostert can get healthy for this game, which I think even if he's not 100%, he'll still play because it's a playoff game. Yeah. But like the one-two punch of Mostert and Achan is like 
It's It'll really be nice. Fun. I think this will be a close game, but I think with the weather, I think uh, the the when the Dolphins defense losing a lot of players due to injury, I think I think the Chiefs have the advantage and they're gonna win at home. Completely agree. Yeah. You have any thoughts on this game? Any Anything else you want to add? Not especially now. Yeah. Next up in the AFC, we got Steelers, Bills. Yeah. Um, Got to roll with the Bills. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm, yeah, we're just hating on Pittsburgh today. Like, this whole podcast has just been, like, Pittsburgh hate. Yeah. But also, at the same time, yeah, the Bills are going to crush the Steelers. <laughs> It's going to be rough. Yeah. Um, now, this is definitely going to get, like, clipped whenever the Steelers, like, have some miraculous win of, like, oh, the Bills are going to crush the Steelers, but... We're going to be on, like, fr- uh, fr- freezing cold takes yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, old takes yeah. exposed. If, if I'm ever picking a Mason Rudolph-led team to be a Josh Allen-led team, something's wrong with me. Yeah, I need to seek help. by the Steelers fans and being held at gunpoint. Yes, you know something's wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Bills. You know, they have the better quarterback. Uh, they're just a great team. Like, I, I think, don't think they have, like, a better de- the better defense, and I don't think that they even necessarily have the better overall team. Yeah. But to me, like, in this situation where the quarterback play is so much better than the Steelers' quarterback play, mm-hmm. I'm going to roll with the Bills. Yeah, the, the Steelers probably do have a better defense. The P- Bills have a much better offense, yeah. much better. And the Bills are great. They're one of the best teams in the playoff field. I think they actually have the third best odds to win the Super Bowl. That's interesting. Um, behind the uh, Ravens and 49ers. Yeah. They're really good. They're going to be pit- they're gonna be. has been game. really impressive this year. I didn't oh, expect yeah. him to go off like he has. Yeah, he's been good. He's been, he's been really good. Yeah. Um, moving on to the NFC. Oh, I don't even want to talk about this game. Uh, we, we don't have to. We can wait. We can wait. Okay, um, wait. I, I, I went bottom up with, okay. the, with the other bracket. I know you're not looking in the same bracket I am, but we can start with uh, Buccaneers, Eagles. Okay, cool. Uh, Eagles. Yeah, I mean, hey, I did see uh, the picture of Baker Mayfield at practice, and he had the Zen, like, Oh, yeah, I saw that. Pocket. I saw, somebody, somebody was like, <laughs> Bucks by 50. Yeah, I saw that. That was, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. yeah but still, Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's really funny. Um, Eagles by, like, uh, 50? <laughs> now, I think Eagles are going to win. Yeah. Although I, they've I been be so mid oh, the second yeah, half of so the season. The Bucks. Like, the Bucks genuinely shouldn't be a playoff team. They've also been mid. Yeah. Two mids. Two mid teams. <laughs> so much mid. Off. So much mid. Yeah. In this playoff matchup. Uh, but it, it, if the Eagles could just, like, put it together on defense, I know that's not going to happen, but, like, if their defense could, like, have a miracle, I mean, maybe that could happen. You know, if DeMar Hamlin can come back to life, maybe the, the, the Eagles' defense can as well. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> It's like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. It's not going to happen because their defense sucks and Matt Patricia's leading it. But, you know, we can dream. A man can dream. A man can dream. But, yeah, Eagles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, and the Bucks. The Bucks have had a weird year. Baker Mayfield's been good. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're been, not a great team. He's been, like, counting stack good. I don't know if you've, he have you looked like, at his, like, advanced numbers? They were he was, like, one top, point. but he was, like, top five in, like, turnover-worthy plays, wasn't he? Uh, let me look. Actually, I'm trying to remember what stat I saw, like, recently. So, he was, uh, oh, he was a lot low. Oh, he fell to 18th in PFF grade. At one point, he was, like, top 15. Yeah. Uh, he had, he was, uh, bottom four in turnover-worthy play, in turnover-worthy plays. So, as in, like. Top four and like most, like, like the most, yeah. yeah. Ahead most. of or right under um, a name we will not name, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Ooh. 
Um, I'm gonna ignore that. That is tough. <laughs> I, I, that is not I do, fit our narrative. I do not see it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, he at, at points this year he's looked good. Um, I'm assuming that he just didn't have a good second half in the season, yeah, which would make not. sense. It feels like most people. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see the Eagles' offense how it performs. It, it's been underwhelming. It has it's been inconsistent at times. Um, I want to see Jalen Hurts play well. And although that they've been like tripping over them, themselves for like most of the year, I yeah. still think they're going to win this game. They should win this game. They're I agree. they're on the road, unfortunately, but Which they should crazy. be able to win this game. Um, they're not they're not a dominant team nah. like they've been like yeah. they were last year, but they still have the advantage here and should win. All right, next up, Lions Rams, interesting game. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Who, what, what's your uh, What's your thoughts about this game? My heart and my head tell me two different things. My head tells me that the Lions are going to win, and I, I logically feel that the Lions will win this game. But my heart tells me that Stafford coming back to Detroit, he's going to be cooking, yeah. and my heart tells me the Rams will win. Final decision. I think the Lions are going to win this game. Okay. Uh, they're at home. I mean, Detroit hasn't seen a playoff game in so long. They are ready for this. Yeah. I'm sure the fans are going to be amped. It's going to be, I think it'll be a fun game. I think that might be the closest, like, NFC game for sure. Yeah. Like, that's the, like, closest matchup. Um, But, yeah, I would I would probably lean towards Lions, but I'm not going to be surprised if Matthew Stafford comes in there cooking. Yeah, that makes sense. My heart and my head tell me the same thing, and I think I think the Rams are going to win. Okay. And I think the Rams are going to win. Their offense has been awesome. Matthew Stafford has been crazy good this year. Yeah. Sean McVay's been cooking. Uh, they're going to have uh, Cooper Cup and Pukunakua for this matchup. Um, their yeah, offense Kyron is Williams. really good. They just got a stud offense this yeah. year. Yeah, their offense has been really, really I good. I did not think it was going to be like that at all. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I thought they were going to be really bad on both sides of the ball. Has been the case. Yeah. Um, and the Lions' defense is not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the Bears give them a lot of trouble. Which is crazy that they're like defensive coordinators getting like a lot of hype about jobs this offseason. And there was there was some kind of survey, like a player yeah, survey that. recently, where uh, players voted on their favorite coordinators. Yeah. And he was like one of the top he rated coordinators. One. He was number one. I was like, oh, wow. But yeah, his defense hasn't been very good this year. I think the Ra- I think the Rams and Sean McVay are going to be able to exploit that, and I do think that they get an upset win on the road. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions win. Like they've been good, their offense has been good, um, but I just have more faith in Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and the Rams' offense in this yeah. game, and I think I think it's going to be high scoring. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about I'm it. Sorry, let's rip, man. Let's rip the bandaid off. <clears throat> Packers, Cowboys. Yeah. You want, I, you want me to start? Yeah, you go. You go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. Um. I I am excited to watch the baby Packers in a playoff game. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Jordan Love's been great. Uh, Jaden Reed and Co. in that receiving core, they've been awesome. Uh, you know, uh, Jaden Reed, you got Dontavian Wicks. Uh, you have who? Who else? Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs. Christian Watson, if he can be healthy yeah. for this game. Yeah, Christian. We'll he see. hasn't even been playing that much. He, yeah, he hasn't been, played that much. He's been this out, year. right? He's been injured all year. Yeah. He, I don't know if he's like, I haven't looked at anything. I don't know if he's projected to play. Yeah. But I know he missed the Chicago game due to injury. I'm hoping that was just like, okay, we want to get you ready for the playoffs. But at the same time, like, we had to win that game to get in. So it's like, you wouldn't do that. Right. Um, but yeah, I, 
you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and make my pick so I can get it over with. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. They just have the better overall team. The, yeah. the Packers are a really fun story of the youngest team. And I think we have a lot to build on. I'm very excited about the future. I was worried going into this year because obviously I didn't know anything about like how Jordan Love was going to do. And he has turned into what looks like he could be the next franchise quarterback. I mean, I'm not going to say that like, you know, make a bold statement yet of like Jordan Love is our next franchise quarterback, but like another year of like good quarterback play and I'd be sold. Mm, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think the Cowboys are going to win. They're great. Like yeah, the Cowboys are really awesome. Team. I know people like they, they could make the Super Bowl. Oh, year, absolutely. Sure. People love to say, you know, the Cowboys always choke in the playoffs and that's kind of true. But listen, this team's really good. They're clicking. Dak Prescott's playing at an MVP level. Fun. They're having fun. <laughs> this is their year. Their defense is awesome. Um, they're one of the stronger teams in the playoff field. They should beat the Packers. And they really, honestly, shouldn't struggle. Um, I agree. The Packers are just young. They're inexperienced. Yeah. Like Their offense is super young. And they have one of the worst defensive coordinators in the National Football League right now. What's his name? Um, freaking. I've heard um, people trash him so much. Yeah, now I'm drawing a blank. We gotta um, look this man up. If if we're gonna hate, we're gonna hate correctly. No, come on, Google. Dude, why can't I think of his name? Joe Barry. Joe Barry. Yes, I've heard that name plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the Cowboys will win, and they should win fairly big. I think I think they can at least. Yeah. Um, we'll see if that happens. It's I, tough. I don't want to go through like every potential matchup, right. but I did want to hear your Super Bowl picks, like who you think's gonna make it. Yeah. And who um, you think is going to um, win the Super Bowl? I do think it's going to be a 49ers-Ravens Super Bowl. I know we didn't get to talk about them because they both have buys. And yeah. they have buys for good reasons because they're the two best teams in each conference. Yeah. And that's why I do think they're going to play each other in the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, it's such a basic pick. I know. it's it's, and, and that's it, But, but it's that's like my a, pick. I'm, yeah. I'm saying that because it's, like, it's my pick. Yeah, it's like such a cliche like, oh, the two number one seeds are going to be in the Super Bowl. But I think it's going to happen. They're the two best teams. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, if those two teams don't come out, like I think the Bills could also make sure. it from the AFC, yeah. and I think the Cowboys. I'm could never also counting. Make it. I'm never counting Mahomes out either. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I kind of would. Um, not not just because any, not anything pass. to do with Mahomes. Their yeah. offense has been has been terrible, and he's been pissed. I mean, every Chiefs game is like throwing his helmet because yeah. it's a miracle he hasn't killed a teammate yet. At, at this point, like it's kind of incredible. I mean, it's a miracle they have 11 wins. It really is. Like it's. Unbelievable. That's just how good he is and how good that defense has been. Um, so I, I don't really yeah, have... alternate matchup would probably be Cowboys-Bills. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think those are the four teams that are going to be in it. Now, if the Ravens and 49ers did match up, who would you pick? That's hard. Yeah, I'd pick the, I'd pick the 49ers. You'd pick the 49ers? I would. The Ravens have been great, but like we were saying earlier, their offense have ju- has just not been like really like that. I mean, they're, what'd you say? They were 11th in EPA? Yeah, EPA per play, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, 49ers have been great offensively and defensively. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would say the 49ers are a better, well-rounded team to me. Yeah. I, I, like, I think I, the quarterback play gives the advantage to the Ravens. Yeah, absolutely. 49ers are so well-coached. They've got, they got studs everywhere. I, when I think about that potential matchup, I look. I think back to their to, to their matchup in the regular season. And you, you don't want to overreact to that game because yeah. the 49ers had a lot of bad turnover. I mean, luck. it was that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna like 
yeah. a ton of weight on that. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do, I'm still not fully comfortable with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, on a stage that big against a defense as good as the Ravens, I'm, I, I do have some concerns about him and how he'll fare, especially with the way that he performed against the Ravens in the regular season. Yeah. Obviously, you know, he had four interceptions in that game. Two of them were not his fault. Um, two of them were, though, and he didn't really play that well in that game. So that worries me a little bit. Um, but they're such a well-rounded team. And if yeah. they're cooking on offense, and if Brock Purdy isn't turning the ball over, they should be able to beat the Ravens. I'm not saying they're going to dominate them, or they would dominate them, but they're the better... I think, I think at their best, they are as good, if not better, than the Ravens. Yeah. And so I think I would agree... Um, but I'm not going to sleep on the Ravens. I think another thing you have to think about <clears throat> when you think about the Ravens is how Lamar has played in the playoffs. Yeah. His playoff resume not is great. not good. Yeah. Not very good. Um, but obviously, we know who Lamar is. Like, Lamar is a great quarterback. I'm not I'm not too worried about him. Um, he's been awesome, and I think he'll be fine. But that is a tough matchup against mm-hmm. the uh, 49ers defense. I think the 49ers are going to win it all. Uh, I agree. And if not them, the Ravens. Yeah, and at least this year the 49ers have some quarterback depth, unlike last year where it was like Josh Johnson starting a playoff game for them. That was so brutal. Like, at least this year it would be like Darnold, who is like obviously not necessarily ideal, but in this offense I think it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It, I ain't that worried about at it. At this point, I, I'm thinking that you could put a corpse in there. Yeah. And, and Kyle Shanahan's like, all right. Except for Josh Johnson, apparently. Yeah. That was crazy how limited they were. <laughs> Everyone loves to say that like any quarterback can succeed, and then Josh Johnson went in there, and he it was like everyone wrong. <laughs> and Buddy realized he ain't built for this. And the lights were too bright. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, nah, man. I'm I'm excited to to get in this playoff run, and then shortly thereafter get into draft season. I am dude. so ready Stoked for the NFL draft. Yes. I'm really excited. But this was a fun podcast. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. That's all we have for y'all today. Um, it was a lot of fun. Had a good time. I'm excited for these games coming up this weekend. I'm excited about the NFL draft. But yeah, that's it for the, for today's episode of the podcast. We had a lot of fun. We hope you all enjoyed it. And we will see you all next time. Peace. Peace.